It's December 14th, 2020, and you're listening to the Architecture Geeks podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Matthew. And we're your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky as we want to be. Well, welcome back, everyone, to what, as it turns out, will be the last episode, the last podcast for the Architecture Geeks for 2020. And we've been we've been looking back on the podcast this year a little bit and realized that, oh my gosh, we have been doing doing the podcast now for uh, I guess just a little bit over a year, which is is really, really hard to fathom. But at the same time, this is our thirty fourth episode for the year. And I, I find that hard to believe. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just the whole year, the way the year's been, that, that the way time's moved by so quickly that I haven't realized it or or what. But but we were talking and I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is 34 episodes just for 2020. And of course, for, for that, part of, part of that, I think, is just our perseverance um, or persistence. Maybe that's, I, I don't know what's the, the really the right word for this, but we have tried to be very consistent. There we go. There's a good word very consistent in recording the podcast and trying to maintain some sort of schedule. Of course, I can also thank my my publicist, Waylon Tate, a little bit for that because he really has, he was kind enough to make me personally a social media schedule for the year. And every Thursday there was the, the word podcast, 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 podcast. I'm like, oh crap, we have to do a podcast. So, <laughs> so in some ways I think it's, it's, it's helped a little bit just to kind of keep us on track and keep us going. But the other things that have happened this year for us too, though, is that we've got our website up and running, the architecturegeeks.com. And, or is it just architecturegeeks.com? Uh, it's architecturegeeks.com. Well, there we go. Now I stand corrected. Um, so there you go, architecturegeeks.com. We also have our Instagram account. So things are starting to feel, in spite of the fact that we've been doing this for a year, it it's just now starting to feel like it's really something maybe a little more official, you know, like we're, we're finally sort of getting into our groove and growing into our own. So it's, it's been really, really a fun 2020, but before we say goodbye and very thankfully saying goodbye to 2020, we don't want to do this year ever again. We want to look back at some of the news that the architecture news has been generated this year and talk a little bit too about what some what our favorite podcasts have been because there's 34 podcasts. We've had some some really good ones and some we think eh, maybe we can go back and re-record. <laughs> we we'll go back and re-record those, and we're going to end finally with a highlight of what we are thinking of doing in 2021 for the podcast. So you'll get some idea of of what to look forward to and hopefully give us some idea of what we're actually going to do. Obviously, I feel like most people could sum up 2020 in in one word. Maybe it's COVID, maybe it's pandemic, or even shutdowns. Despite those all-encompassing descriptions, the architecture world has continued to chug along and, and make a little bit of news despite all the craziness of COVID. For starters, we had a, a long-standing question in the architecture community, can you do architecture remotely? I feel like there's been a, a consistent low-level debate over whether architecture can be practiced from a distance. Many people feel like 
You have to see the building site, walk through the neighborhood, and physically experience the the location of a project in order to design the building appropriately. It's got to respond to all these external conditions. But I think this pandemic has really forced the industry to reconsider that. I think 2020 was the year that finally proved that you can run an architecture office and projects remotely. And while it might not be ideal, it it can be done. And for most offices that I've talked to, it has been done for the majority of the year. Yeah, I've been been talking with colleagues up in Ohio, and not only have they figured out, okay, we can work remotely, they've also figured out that they can actually do sort of a hybrid version of an architecture office. Some of it, I, I think one of them is actually they're rotating people in. So you have X number of days in the office and you have X number of days at home, you know, so, so it's your, your Monday, Wednesday and the other groups, Tuesday, Thursday, and then every other Friday kind of thing. So they're, they're all figuring that, that sort of stuff out, which is, which is really great because I think it's, it really reflects how architects kind of respond to situations like this or respond to challenges this way. And, and in this pandemic, in the current pandemic, there's been some, some really good and, and some really maybe, oh, I don't know, not so good ideas. And you know, one of the things that, that really, really popped out about this was this whole idea about the urban landscape and how do we do parks and how do we enforce social distancing. But at the same time, you know, parks have become, the outdoor environment has become really a critical element in all of this because there is that need for us to to after having been cooped up, feeling like we've cooped up inside and not seeing other people, being able to actually get out and and enjoy the outdoors for a change. The same thing at the same time, there's this this notion too that the way the way firms have responded to to maybe the changing, I'm trying to think the right way right way for this, because it's it's bad in the sense that we're running out of room in hospitals. But at the same time, HKS, which is one of the really big firms here in the US, they really responded to this with the, I mean, and very quickly with this idea of, okay, we need hospital room. How do we take the hotels where no one's staying anymore and actually convert those into temporary hospital space? And in a very short order in March, they had come up with this idea of how to do it. So, so there's also, you know, there's this, this whole notion of, of really adapting and being creative and, jumping on the challenge and, and seeing how do we make things work. Now on the sort of maybe not so great design part of this is is seeing the plexiglass shields everywhere because we want to screen workers from obviously getting, you know, the the virus sort of sprayed on them while while they're doing what they what they what is deemed essential work in a lot of cases. But at the same time it comes down to that idea of, oh my gosh, they're the bad designs with plexiglass. And there have been some really odd things out there. I think there's almost like this, I want to say it was a bubble that, that they created to keep around you, to, to keep keep the virus off of you, keep people from breathing on you, which which seemed really, really out of character. But, you know, we we talk every year about the, the paint manufacturers come out with what the, what's the color of the year. You know, Sherwin-Williams has one, Pantone has one, Benjamin Moore has one. And if I we could kind of sum up the the 2020 material of the year, I think honestly, it would have to be, it had to be plexiglass because 
you can't go anywhere without seeing plexiglass. Yeah, and on top of that, they had I remember talking about how architects responding and and designing urban parks to be landscaped to enforce social distancing. There, I I think I think the pandemic has and and twenty twenty in general has has forced us to really expand our notion of uh, of designing for the 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 environmental factors as we as we're moving through something as challenging as a pandemic on other covid related news the i feel like the biggest building type affected by covid to me would have to be schools uh in 2020 you i think everybody started to see just how economically important and how socially important schools are to your local communities. And and one thing that I'll never forget that Faye pointed out to me was that here in the South, we have this this notion of of snow days. Like if you and especially in Texas, if, if we get if we get half an inch of snow, everybody freaks out and decides, oh my gosh, it's a snow day. We can't go anywhere. It's too dangerous. And so, you know, the kids get a day off from school. Parents might have to be watching their kids for the for the day. And and and, and I remember as a kid really enjoying those days, but I think COVID has kind of canceled all future snow days because now we have this infrastructure of, okay, if we can't be in person to go to school, then, then everybody just log into your, into your zoom local, your, your zoom classes and, and we'll just pick up where we left off over the internet. So I think, I think, I think snow days are, are, are on the the short list of of uh, for for COVID's things that COVID has killed lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're gonna have a lot of disappointed kids when it's gonna be like, oh, it's snowing outside. We'll just hop on your laptop and and get going. But at the same time, I think it it's it has maybe reinforced the idea that that we need to have make sure that we have a really robust infrastructure for for people to be able to have access to the internet and, and how do we address those in low income communities where they might not have, might not have that kind of access typically. So, so yeah, so it's, it is definitely, definitely driving a lot of change on the school front. That's for sure. And even with just the snow days. And the, the last thing that, uh, and a shout out to our, our last episode with the uh, Christmas smells Another thing that both Larry and I found out is the importance of HV in researching for that topic was HVACs. The, the the pandemic in 2020 has really forced us to look at the quality of a building's ventilation and and maybe how to improve getting natural air and and light into a space that might not otherwise have it, and that's going to help. Either, it's not going to prevent the virus, but it, it can help with with social distance uh, conversations, and and you're not you're not sitting in an enclosed space, spraying your your talk onto somebody else, and then them and then the ventilation isn't able to adequately disperse enough of that, so that then they catch whatever you have. And so I, I feel like another sign of 2020 lately has been the the impact and the importance of having good ventilation and HVAC uh, to, to help manage that. Very, very true. But, but I think there's, so, so obviously the pandemic 
is has really been, I think, the thing that we have been so so focused on for the obvious reason this year. But there have been some other newsworthy events that actually didn't involve COVID, one of which was, and, and this actually happened sort of technically in late 2019, but if you're like me, okay, so the Washington Monument has reopened after being closed since 2016 when they closed it for upgrades. And I didn't even know it had been closed. <laughs> I feel like, wow, okay, the Washington Monument's open. I, I guess I should have gone to see it at the beginning of this year. I had no idea. No idea it was done. And I've, I don't, James and I, the one, no, we've been to, to DC twice. And neither time have we ever actually gone into the Washington Monument. So I guess when I go to see it, we'll have nothing to compare it to. Have you, have you ever been? Yeah, I have. We we went once in 2007. My dad and I did. And 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 the, I guess they were closing it for uh security upgrades. And so now when you walk up to the the monument, it's got the this giant metal security building directly in front of it. And and to me the they could, I feel like the design could have been a handled a little better maybe how they handled the kimball where where you put most of that stuff underground so that so that, that you minimize the to minimize the the impact of the the monument itself but they just tacked on this giant metal building onto the side of the monument and, and so i was just kind of like eh. but yeah no i yeah i didn't even i didn't know i, I didn't even know it had closed for upgrades either but i guess i guess the <laughs> pandemic's a good time to to build stuff, especially if nobody's going to be out there going anyway. And and speaking of things that are being built during the pandemic, my, my newsworthy architecture events of the year would have to be the the decision to rebuild the Notre Dame spire in its pre-fire form, despite all the architects in the world proposing something new. There were there was a contest people ideas were solicited like th- this was a really big deal in the, in the architecture community everybody thought oh this is a great opportunity to maybe introduce something new to a, to a, a classic structure and and instead of instead of sifting through those ideas to find something that 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 may or may not have been appropriate they just okay we're just going to go build the 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 other the the, the one we had before <laughs> Well, you know, sometimes sometimes going back to what was there isn't isn't necessarily a bad thing, especially if if you like me, you saw some of these designs and thought thought, wow, this has really really gone gone astray from <laughs> from what it should have been. But you know, that's that's and hopefully, you know, it, it will give us something to look forward to in, into twenty twenty one and maybe twenty twenty two to to have something new to look at or not new, but you know what I mean to look at at Notre Dame, especially considering how, how devastating the fire was. But that's interestingly enough, one of the things that we're going to kind of get into, into the podcast in the 2021 is about this whole idea that we haven't really been able to travel for the pandemic. And so I think we've, we've missed a lot of that. We've missed a lot of experiencing other places and, and other cultures and that sort of thing. So, so what we wanted to do was, was start off, I don't know if we're going to start off the year or, or we're going to maybe get a few episodes in and then sort of dive off into this, but 
do sort of this international series of podcasts and Matthew's put a little more thought into this than I have. So I'm going to let him kind of explain what the, what the idea here really is. Yeah. So, so coming up in 2021, I feel like we're going to start the year off with, because we can't go anywhere with COVID, we'll, we'll start the year off exploring architecture of places that we wish we could go to once the pandemic ends. So we'll start off with, Japan and the the unique way that they use windows. Um, we'll we'll talk about there. There's a saying in in Portuguese, especially in Brazil, where you that, that's it's you miss the. There's a saying that you miss the bus, and and just the fact that their infrastructure has become part of the way that they talk about opportunities. So we'll go to Brazil to to look into a little bit more about that. I also had another. We have another episode also coming from inspiration from Brazil because a neighbor of my grandmother-in-law decided that he was just going to randomly paint his house yellow one day. He just woke up and decided, I'm going to paint this house yellow. And I have a picture of him just just out there with a paintbrush one day. And, and, and just how uncommon that is for color in the United States, at least, because I feel like everything's a, a beige or a white or some shade of, of gray to the point where it's inoffensive and bland. And, and we're not, we're trying to, we're just trying to blend in rather than actually create something worth looking at. And then, and then we'll, we'll talk about a little bit about London. We'll, we'll visit London and go through one of the more popular residential renovations types there, which is basement additions because they can't go anywhere with with uh, the, the the their their houses are so tightly packed together that the only place to go is down. So you'll see a lot. Of, there, there's a very popular type of expansion to to somebody's house, and it, it's just to dig dig straight down and and dig as many floors as you can, just to, just to add a little bit more space to uh, to somebody's living quarters. Then we're going to get into to something I think hopefully the the architecture students or maybe the younger architects might be interested in, and it has to do a lot with with looking for it's it's really career career related because in 2020 that you had all these students who had internships lined up for the summer that that just went away, nobody got their internship, and so of course now we're getting into the spring, the vaccines coming out. People are getting immunized, so so will we start seeing these internships pop up again? But one of the things that we want to touch on is is looking at some of these job descriptions or these job postings, and maybe taking them apart a little bit to really dig into what is the firm really trying to tell you? What is it that they're really asking or going to be asking you to do? And maybe some of the things to look for. In, in that respect. And I, I did, I, I had a student recently that, that had interviewed me for something else. And afterwards he's like, well, so I'm, I'm looking at, you know, doing this internship again. And so, so where do I need to look? How do I need to look? What do I need to look for? And, and this is one of those things that really came up for us was this, if you're looking, because one of his, one of his schoolmates, one of his classmates had actually had his first, I think it was his first internship that he did. What he didn't know was that, the reason they had asked him about his experience with Revit is because they needed somebody to teach the entire staff at the firm how to use Revit. So his internship, when he should have been really learning about design and learning about how drawings go together, 
was spent actually teaching everyone how to how to do Revit. So so we're hopefully going to talk a little bit about that too. And and then and then finally, the, one of the other things that, that we've been discussing, it it has to do with architecture. But but as you know, Matt's Matt's kiddos turned two, and gosh, well, not even another week. It's the nineteenth, isn't it? Yeah, 18th. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's what five days away now. But yeah, no, we're we're gonna talk a little bit about architecture and parenting and and how how we found that both both from a kid perspective and a dog perspective because we're we're both dog parents and kid parents and 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 dig into some of the interesting. Well, for me, the the. the William's creative ways to electrocute himself and, and how, how, how the, how the, the, the spaces that the spaces that the kids interact with on a day-to-day basis, the kids and the dogs, how, how the spaces they interact with on a day-to-day basis can really, you really start, you really start examining the exactly what they can get into. And, and, and you start looking at your, your house in a, a brand new light. <laughs> so I think that might be, I think that's going to be make for uh, for an interesting podcast. Um, definitely, definitely an interesting podcast. Well, d- just for the whole baby proofing thing, because I know you had had some run-ins with with uh, William trying to get out of his his bedroom. So, so yeah, so there, so there's, so there's some of what what to expect for next year, and hopefully it'll be better next year. I mean, we're, I think we're all looking forward to that, and, and I can actually travel a little bit and and go have some fun, and maybe come back and report a few things, but. But we're going to let you guys go for now. And, and just a big thank you to everybody who has listened this year and everyone who has offered any feedback or comments. Um, thank you to my niece, Jessica, who up in Albany, who will just randomly, you know, the podcast will get posted and she will randomly just text me and say, oh, my gosh, this happened at the office. And how, you know, what, you should talk about this or, or ask about this, that kind of stuff. So, so it's been a lot of fun and we've really enjoyed it. And of course, big thank you to Matthew for, for jumping on this with me. Um, you know, it's, it's nice to have a podcast partner. So it's, it's been really great actually having, having you to do this with, and especially because you are so full of ideas. It's just mind boggling. If I had to come up with 34 podcast episodes on my own I, I don't know how i would have done this i i would i would agree i think i think having uh, having a, a partner in this is definitely is definitely the way to go so yeah so so thank you for for having me on and and we look forward to seeing you guys in the new year also look forward to the updates to our website and instagram feed as we go forward with this uh our our website is architecturegeeks.com our instagram is the arch geeks podcast and we should have a we should have an email set up soon for that as well. So you can you guys can you guys can email us directly through the through a podcast email. So that that should be also coming in twenty twenty one. So look forward there. So Larry, where where can they find you at? Oh, you know, I'm just everywhere. I, I get around a lot. Uh, <laughs> you can always email me Larry at spotteddogarchitecture.com or you can find my my Instagram and. Twitter at Spotted Dog Arch. You can also, I'm also on Facebook, just Spotted Dog Architecture on Facebook. So anywhere there, you should be able to message me and I will promise I, I will give you a response. So for now, again, thank you guys for listening for the year. And uh, we hope you join us again in January when, when we get cranking again. And in the meantime, have a great, great holiday season. 
make the best of it that you can and know that next year is going to be much better. And we will see you guys on the flip side. Bye. Bye.